microphone's working this time. <laughs> this is take three of the podcast. Um, as always, we have our guest round the outside. Hello. Um, can you hear me? I mean, yeah. my microphone hasn't been working very well. Yeah. I think it's just been cutting off like midway for a sentence, but I think it should be fine now, hopefully. Okay, hopefully. I'm going to speak a little bit louder as well. Okay, yeah. Um, hopefully it should work. Um, yeah. So, as always, check around the outside um, down in the description below. Yeah. Thank you. Please yeah. do check out my podcast. I did one on Thursday on the T20 World Cup, and I also did cricket and football, so soccer, soccer, I guess. So, yeah, go check it out. Yeah, please do check him out. He's been um, a pleasure to have on this podcast, and his podcasts are really entertaining. I watch them as well. So, yeah. Thank you. Right. Should we get on with it? I suppose so. Um, so, ever since Friday, we've had entertaining matches from ball one to ball 240. Haven't we? It's been such it's been such a great World Cup so far. Um like it's 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 been incredible. Um like the 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 great cricket we've played. Um and yeah, it's it's been like the great cricket we've seen, sorry, and I mean it's just been shown today with, between England and Australia. Yeah. Uh, top um top of the box quality sides facing each other in a heated match. This is the India-Pakistan, I guess, of this group. Um, yeah, this really is the England v- in India v. Pakistan, and it was what it was like coming into the tournament, you know. I mean, when I saw England, Australia, West Indies, I'm thinking, oh, tough group. But the West Indies have not been, it's not been their sort of World Cup. And looking at England-Australia, this was the battle of the top two teams that were going to go through. And England have smashed it. My goodness. They absolutely have. What a performance, all-round performance. They've shown why they're the best T20 side in the world at the moment. Um, can I say, as an England fan, I have a distinct sense of deja vu. Because I think that England, with England, that every World Cup, we start well, first three games. But... As it goes on, it might get a little bit harder. I'm not trying to jinx it in any way, but I just have a distinct sense of deja vu for some reason. But Eng- listen, England, that's not to take away anything from England. They are playing some of the cricket of their life. Yeah, totally agree. Excellent yeah. today. Um, It's not just been today. It's been since Friday. Um, yeah. In these Bangladesh... Very close. Yeah. Last ball. Um, Afghanistan, Pakistan went down to the last over. Sri Lanka, South Africa, like one ball left. Yeah. And just today. Um, yeah. Uh, can I just interrupt for one second? Yeah. Sure. Um, I have a special guest that I actually want to introduce onto this podcast. Um, because he's very eager to join. I really hope you don't mind this. Um, but he's just come in and he's desperate to come on so yeah um i want to introduce everyone to vedant, vedant christian aka my 
also known as my brother. So I'm definitely not here, but I'm the, obviously I am. So uh, yeah, he's yeah, he's I also just appeared, so I I wanted to join. So yeah, he's also a massive England fan, Arian. I hope you I hope you're fine with this. By the way, yeah, I'm sure. So if you don't mind me saying, my my opinions on the um, victory against Australia. So, well, let's start with this. England are the best T20 side at that tournament. And it just is. It, it's just true. Because, you know, no matter what, we've just beaten Pakistan in a T20 series in England. And we have beaten probably the, you know, the third best team in the tournament, Australia. You know, one of the bookmakers' favorites in the West Indies, and then Bangladesh, who, coming from the um, qualifier stages in the competition. Also actually coming in as a dark horse because yeah, Bangladesh were a team. Yeah, and also they were actually going to suit these conditions a lot because of their spin, their spin, their spinners, and yeah. Yeah, Shakib Hassan and um, what's, what's the other guy's name? Mehdi Hassan. Me- 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 yeah. Yeah, all the all those players can make an impact for Bangladesh. This is on the recent series against Australia. And you know, to beat them as well, yeah, in comprehensive style was brilliant. I would say though one thing is that India are not down and out. Um oh, exactly. India are not down and out. They are possibly one of the one of the fav- one of the favorites, if not the favorite, to win. Um, yeah. Their spin attack in just you know, if they even just had one spinner, their spin attack in Ravi Chandranashwin, then they would be you know then you know that spin attack is just complete because his, his record is just insane. Then you've got the likes of Bumrah, brilliant death bowler. Um, you've got yeah, Kuldeep Yadav. I think he withdrew though, did he? I'm not sure. Um, then. You know, the one surprising omission from their first three games is Harshil Patel. And Harshil Patel had the most ridiculous IPL season for Bangalore. He had the most stupid IPL season for RCB. Literally, he got equal Bravo's record of 32 wickets. Unfortunately, didn't go didn't go past it, which I'm kind of destroyed about. Yeah, he didn't. No, he didn't what, what he did. Well, who else got it? Yeah, it was given to Dwayne Bravo, but you know, still. Um, so he that that's just that's so surprising how he hasn't been included. He's he's a wicket taker, dude. Like, surely you keep him in your side, but you know, that's up to the England management, not England side. They are up to the Indian management to decide that. The main reason he wasn't picked was because he wasn't ready for the um, like the international stage. He was still it was still back quite slow and also I was worried about that yeah one thing I would say though as an England fan if England win this tournament then they bring the superiority of double limited over champions to Australia for a highly intense Ashes series which doesn't only just give them the psychological advantage but also 
just a physical edge on Australia. I mean, Australia today, no matter how they would have played, you could just sense that England would beat them. And that psychological edge going into the ashes, as well as the accompaniment of Ben Stokes being picked again and being fit, which is a brilliant sight for all England supporters to behold, that really gives England the advantage um, against Australia. I want to give I want to also give you some good news as well, actually. What's that? And also maybe for Arian too. I watched um, a video that Joffre Archer put out on his um, TikTok. And Joffre Archer said that if he, that if he like, like when ready and he has been, um, he's ready to go into the nets in about two weeks because He's not feeling much pain from his shoulder, from that elbow, sorry. And he is feeling like he can bowl again, but he might, but, and he might, and he might be fit for the Ashes if this, if the recovery is gone without any sort of, um, like, like interruptions or any other side injuries as well so that that's good signs for England as well but Joffre Archer has said that he will definitely fit be fit before England's tour of the West Indies in March yeah what do you think Arian it's exciting news, especially for England, who could very well um, win. They could, away. It's, this uh, might be a little bit of an unpopular opinion as well. But if England come to Australia as double world, double um, white, ball. white ball champions, yeah. they, are, they are coming to Australia as the best white ball team, not only in the world, but in my opinion, of all time. Yeah. Um, because I know lots of people are going to disagree. I know everyone's probably going to say to me, oh, you're biased towards England. England are, def- England are definitely not going to win the T20 World Cup. India will probably win it. But listen, if we're coming, if India are going to win the T20 World Cup, why wouldn't India have put into their system not only a league that supports gender equality, I mean, I'm not trying to be offensive towards India here, but why wouldn't they have a league that is equally, like, for gender, um, which England have in the 100, and also a league that is, in, like, inspiring new players into the England squad, which is making it even harder for the selectors and even more reliable for Owen Morgan because he knows that he has a team that can easily that can easily um win any game if they put their mind to it. Like look at Mills. He was in a back brace about eight months ago, played in the hundred, and boom, he's in the England side now and he's taking wickets. Look, I know Mills went for forty five today, but still the story behind it, the motivation and the spirit in the England side, after coming back from that after that, coming back from that 
incredibly low point in 2015, the incredible motivation, the spirit in the team is making them not only an incredible team, but the best rival team I've ever seen. I totally agree with you. And I know that 15% of my audience is Indian and they're probably going to disagree, but deep below, they know the incredible um, transformation of England cricket in the last few years. It wasn't long ago that England were 15, 20 years behind the pace of cricket. And you know that, right, babe? You know that. Yeah, no, I remember, man. So, I started watching cricket in about 2009, early 2009. Where England, I'm not going to lie, excuse my French, where is the shit? Um, into just cricket. Because, um, what I what I'll say is um, so they had a team managed by look at his name now the uh, Peter Moores Peter Moores yeah um, they had a team managed by Peter Moores a white wall team which got nearly booted out of the West Indies World Cup at the time for being too drunk to play and a team that was failing so badly on the test arena that they were in, what was it? I think this was eighth before. Yeah. And, Strauss and Flower. Yeah. And it finally, the straw that broke the camel's back was when I think England got bowled out for 51 or something by uh, the West Indies in Cuba. You know what, what, you know what straw broke the camel's back? What? England winning the T20 World Cup in 2010. Yeah. And then that marked a resurgence under not only, not only when Peter Moore was kicked out of the job, but when Andy Fowler came in. I mean, he had two months to turn this test team into a team that could beat the number one team in the world, which is Australia. And he did that in the meantime. And it all started with Monty Panesar and Jimmy Anderson at Cardiff in 2009. And then after that, once he, once he won, that first Ashes series, the focus truly was on all forms of cricket, not just white ball, but also test matches. You can remember those series against Bangladesh and Sri Lanka, and we beat them 6-0, just like all in all, 6-0. Comprehensive victories, and that put us on the straight road at the T20 World Cup in 2009. Yes. Um, 10, 2010. 2010, sorry. Um, what's his name? Um, Yuvraj Singh. Um, it's Stuart Broad for six sixes, but I remember watching that live actually. Um, I think that was a bit earlier, 2007. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But in that sense, 2007, going from that to being an unstoppable force in 2010, KP beating the side um, for half of it, then he went back to see the birth of his child, then and Collingwood finished it off. And, you know, it was just. Excuse me. It was just a brilliant evolution, which went on to to the pinnacle of England winning the Ashes away from home, which I just genuinely hope that we can recreate this year. Because if we could, being, you know, if we could finish this year, think about this. If we could finish this year, no matter what else has gone on in the year, T20 World Cup champions one-day World Cup champions 
and Ashes wins. That just think about that. That would be absolutely insane. What's your take on that, Vicky? I mean, look, what really kickstarted me in that England team, in that England environment, was back in I believe two thousand and when was the India tour? Was it 2012? 2013, 2012. 2012. After that India tour, okay. Fast forward, Alistair Cook is now the captain. 2012, 2013. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. Alistair Cook is now the captain. Mm. And then the stars destructs. Because Kevin Peterson now has a text massive scandal. What happens then? Before, the whole world, the English country, yeah. along with, I think, Gordon Brown. Gordon Brown... And along with uh, Piers Morgan, it's like an army just sent to the England. But I'll tell you one thing about sent Piers it. Morgan and Kevin Peterson. Piers Morgan and Kevin Peterson were always best of friends. They were. But the thing about Piers Morgan is that when KP wrote those texts, which I don't believe were, you know, acrimonious or, uh, or you know, meant to be harmful in any way, it was, they were ultimately sent because of a build-up intention, because of the blatant disregard for Kevin Peterson's mental health during that whole time. And the, in fact, the mental health of all of those players. I mean, Jonathan Trod, he drove himself into the Thames because he couldn't handle pressure from international cricket, you know? And I don't say that lightly. I say that out of utter you know, embarrassment to be English at that time because, you know, you can't just disrespect someone's mental health. You have to show them at least the minority of respect for as being international cricketers and the schedule that they have and not just say, oh, if you don't win, we're not going to be happy. You go to the next, hit that target, you know? And we learned that from the edge. You know? I think it was Flower. I think Flower got too much for the team and they were like, after one point, we're done with this guy. We need someone who's going to pressure, who's not going to like keep us... Um, under pressure all the time anymore. Andy Flower ultimately was the best coach in that England ever had. And it's like, this is you, you can't get that. It's just true. Trev. Um, Trev. That's Trev. No, it's not Trev. Okay, but here comes the argument. <laughs> I don't agree. Because Trev won nothing apart from the World Cup. He did nothing for Dusty. We made them crap. Then Andy Flower, you know, when he came in, he starts what? Makes a rubbish test side into which I've seen a bit Australia, then wins every series until they lose Australia in 2013. Right? I mean, you just don't beat that. Yeah? Trevor brought cricket back to England. No, I'm not trying to argue with you. Okay. Arian, just bear with us. We're going to have a little bit of an argument. Okay. Um, <laughs> But Trevor, from 2016, England are, in my opinion, the worst team in the world. The Trevor comes in with a white ball side that cannot, can't even hold a bat. Okay? They can't even beat Bangladesh. Yeah. Okay? They're getting bowled out for 120 v New Zealand. And that's the same thing in the test squad, too. Yeah. Okay? We actually lost to Bangladesh as well in test cricket. Don't forget that. And then Trev comes in, okay, 
Now, I'm not saying Andy Flower is a terrible coach. Andy Flower is a brilliant coach. But Trev, he came in, looked at that team, and he, said, he sat down with Morgzy and he's like, what do we need? What do we need? What do we need to make this team better? And you know what he did? He did that. And what did he do? He worked with Strauss to bring in the county, t- the county sort of game into English cricket again. Yeah. Because we're all with this England team. That's we're going to reward. This other guy, Southern Spin Brothers, Nation Brain. Oh, not. Oh. I'm not, talking, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about Jason Roy. I'm talking about... Go back really far. Yeah. 2015. Yeah. I'm talking about Roy. I'm talking about Bairstow. I'm talking about Hales. I'm talking about Butler. Yeah. Butler was in the team. I'm talking about keeping Morgan. The faith in Morgan. Keeping that. And also, Trev was going to places like Bangladesh. He was going to Sri Lanka. He was going to New Zealand. He was going all over the world and he was trying new things because guess what he wanted to do? He wanted to find an England team that could win everywhere because we're coming home and we're going to play a World Cup at home. So guess what? We need some good players. Yeah. Okay. And who did he bring in? Brought an archer late, found Wood, found Willie. He found players from the county game that nobody knew of. And he went out that mentality of not even of not even bringing a single test player into the into the one day side, because that's not how um test cr- one day cricket works. Yeah. Trevor Bayless made England to the team that they are today, yeah. and he brought he brought Peter, he brought out the mistakes from Peter Moore's. Yeah. Andy Flower he did it in the past. Trevor Trevor, Trevor made the future for England, yeah. and if Silverwood goes on to win the World Cup, I think it'll be mainly because of Trevor. Because you got those players in. Because yeah. you look at that team, it's like Roy, Milan, Bairstow. Um, yeah, so many. I mean, Ari, what's your thought? Um, I'm not going to get into all the management stuff because I'm not really a person to judge. But the squad England have right now is probably the peak squad they've had in yeah. the football game. Um. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, I, I've heard you say this a lot of times. Like England, they have great depth in their ball in their batting, and also they have a great bowling attack. They've had a great bowling attack since twenty fifteen, in my opinion. Like from the from the moment they scored what four hundred at Edgbaston, I think. I was like, we got a team here. We've got a team that can unite together, not like Flower did with his team. But a, a team that can stay together for the next five to ten years and still bring, bring something to England and get, this is most important, get England, get like, um, get young kids and girls into cricket again. Because that's what we needed. We didn't get that in 2011. Remember that. We didn't get that in 2011. No, 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 no. But you know what we did do? We've got that after 2019. And who was behind the season in 2019? Trevor Bayless. And also some other coaches like Farby. Um, I think um, someone else did it. Some foreign players as well. And obviously Morgan as well. Right. But Trevor Bayless actually made the team. Yeah. In fact, you know, what, what team was that? Um, 
I'm also going to say it. Our colleagues in BBC Sounds, they made a um, uh, they made a podcast recently um, where Paul Quagris was um, uh, guest speaker. I think it was tough as important. Maybe. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. uh, and uh, Paul Barbaris um, talked about the one thing that he says that you've gone up to the, like, if you lose the first two tests, you're gone. You lose the first two tests? You lose at the gap One thing you need to do. One thing, let's talk ashes That's why, in, can I just say? That's why India's win was so impressive. India's win was so impressive because they lost the first test and had in, and had so many injuries, but the spirit in the team was still there. Yeah. They're fighting back. And guess what? Now India have about they have a billion players to choose from. Now they got about they got eleven. To be honest, they could choose from about fifty now. Actually, no, they could probably choose from about a thousand. Right. <laughs> There's probably about a thousand players out there saying, "I could easily play for India." And I'm, I'll just be like, mate, you definitely can, but they're just a, a few players that are already in the team. Yeah. India's team, I look, I thought, yeah, I thought that England, India would be, would win the T20 World Cup because of their depth. But it's not going that way. So, what do you think about India and like the Ashes? Because we've got, it yeah, will have a depth to their side. About the Ashes for a second, because, you know, we've been, yes, they all, yeah, all good about, you know, you know, I probably think that it's winning now. But we'll see. There's Pakistan. Yeah, there is Pakistan. One. Pakistan are the two most informed batters in the world. Yeah. You never know. One yeah. thing I'll say is, is so our chances at the Ashes, I'm going to say mine to last. Ari, you go first. Say, what are England's chances at the Ashes? Your honest opinion. And please mention India. Just now, doesn't have to be England, but please. Like, what, like, I, I'm like, as in India. What is your prediction? We're all going to make predictions. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'm going to rephrase the question there a little bit. As an Indian fan, I know you're an Indian fan. Yeah. Who do you think? Do you think England, based on um England team right now, Stokes coming in, do you think England have ma- have matched the spirit of the Indian team? That came in two thousand twenty to twenty one, and based on the spirit, how do you think the Sasha series will come out? Um, they definitely have the players, the batting that, and I'll give them an advantage coming into the series. You never know, but they've been solid. And I feel like this England side, out of every England side that's come before. Um, has spirit, and then they have um belief that they can win on Aussie soil. Yeah. So, what is your prediction? A prediction for series? Considering the Australian media, considering everything off the field, considering families, considering everything, what do you think is going to happen? Um, three to England win. You think an England win? Yeah. Okay, what's your um, what's your what's your um, scoreline prediction for the series? Me? No, alright. Um, three two, right? Isn't it? Yeah, three two. You predict. Right. 
Um, look, at first, I think we all thought 5 0. Now I'm thinking of it, I'm thinking Stokes, I'm thinking Archer might be fit. We don't know. But I reckon Archer won't be fit, so we won't count that. I'm thinking of the t- of a team with Burns, Hamid, Milan, Root, Bestow, Stokes, the Pope, Stokes, Bestow. Yeah, Stokes, Pope, Bestow. Um, I don't think Butler will play. Um, then Wokes, Wood, Broad, and Anderson. Maybe maybe Leach in there. I'm thinking of that team. And compared to Australia in pressure situations, if England come with the mentality they've had before and say, and turn it on when they need to win it, when like when they need to win it, we're like, okay, we need to win it. This is the mentality we need to have. I reckon it will be a three-two win. I reckon England will win three-two. Um, I think Australia are going to find it very hard to cope with the pressure. And the media can say what they want. But I think England, if they cope with the media and everything, they'll be just fine. And thank goodness there are no debutants. So I think England, I just, I think they're going to be just fine. I think it'll be a three-two win England. Or maybe if there's actually, maybe if it's let's just let's hope for the weather. But I think it'll be actually, I think it'll be two-two, two-all draw. Um, Australia retain the Ashes, obviously. But uh, actually, no. Okay, three two, three two. England win, three two. England win. However, at the Gabba, high rain, storms, all of that makes it much harder for England. But it's okay because guess what? They have experience in already with the Jew, so I think they'll come out on top of the Gabba. Yeah, right here we go. This is the I this is the one that I am already thinking bias. Okay. I have a distinct feeling of deja vu, please prove me wrong. That's the new opinion. No. I have a dis- honestly off uh, hearing this, I think I'm gonna have a distinct feeling of deja vu. Okay, so my prediction. Um Okay, so I'm really going to go into the specifics. So my prediction might be 20 minutes long, so be prepared. Um, so the Ashes is the pinnacle of <laughs> the Ashes is the pinnacle of cricket. It just is, and to win away and away Ashes win is all is the toughest thing. It's the holy grail of cricket. For England and Australia. I mean, we saw, I knew that this summer, you know, this summer we would see, like, we would see comparison between the India series and the England series from the last two the last two series. So India in two thousand into 2020-21 and then and then England in 2017. So what 
look, let's just, you know, let's just rewind a bit. India, last year, it's, I really think that people say, oh, okay, you know, in Australia, you need 90 mile an hour bowlers charging you left, right, and center. I think that's now become something of a stereotype because actually, actually, that's not true. I mean, can I just say, the only 90-mile-an-hour bowler India had was Bumrah. Yeah. Natarajan. So, so in, in the first test, they had Bumrah. They didn't have Shami throughout the whole series. I'm just saying. Shami bowls 90-mile-an-hour. didn't have... Okay, first test, fine. Shami. But forget the first test because they lost it. Yeah? Second, third, and fourth test. Dude, they had... In the second test, was this the day night at late? No, first was the day night. Boxing day. Boxing day, yeah. They had Natarajan, Bumrah, I think Saini? Saini played that test? Saini played the pink test, so the third test. So, yeah, they had Bumrah, Natarajan, Shardul Tucker, yeah? yeah and. How do you pronounce it? Tucker. It's Tucker. No, Tucker. If you're from Tamil Nadu, you said Tucker. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just saying, right? Like, come on, dude. L- like, listen to yourself. Cheryl Tucker about 70 miles an hour. Yeah? He didn't get any wickets, He got five for. He got a five for. What? He got five for in that test match. I was not informed by this information. He got five for in, the, in that test match and was 70 miles an hour, right? It's just like, yeah. They're not used Okay, to great. Now now look who's laughing. Look who's saying that, oh, 90 miles an hour balls in Australia. Now look at Shadow Duck about 70 miles an hour and getting a five for. Like, come on, dude. Like, Siraj was one that bowled throughout the series. First test, second test, third test, and I think maybe we missed out the fourth test. No, you take the fourth test, but you go twelve On the first test, okay. Siraj is in ball 90 miles an hour. I do not give a, you know, I, I will debate this. The kingdom come. Siraj does not bowl 90 miles an hour. Aryan, does Siraj bowl 90 miles an hour? No, he bowls exactly. like Exactly. Siraj does not bowl 90 miles an hour. He got two fifers. Yeah? No. <laughs> well, I saw him bowl 90 miles an hour against SRH. And I've seen him bowl 90 miles an hour against the trainer. Okay. And England. But one thing. No. Consistently, but you yeah. don't know what he wants to do. I don't, think, I don't think that's right. I don't think he bowls 90 miles an hour, period. Look, I mean, if I, wait, if I go out of this, will that take, will that leave the recording? If I go to I Google. Don't, no. I, don't, I don't think so. Okay, I'll try it. I'll try it. Let me just try it. Okay, fine. I won't do it. Um, but, okay. Arian, if you have a computer, then look up if Siraj bowls 90 miles an hour. Because I'm, I'm 100% sure he does not bowl 90 miles an hour. Okay? Sure. So, and then stop me when you get the results. So, Siraj does not bowl 90 miles an hour. He got two fibers. I mean, it just shows that I don't think pace is the key anymore in Australia. Right? I mean, Umay Chiyadav can... Look up also if Umesh Yadav bowls 90 miles an hour, okay? I don't I believe for a second Umesh Yadav bowls 90 miles an hour, okay? Close. Yeah? Okay, wait, wait, wait. What, what's the result? 
He's quicker than Bumra, I think. Oh. <laughs> so, wait, wait. Okay, how, how many miles an hour does he go? What's the speed? Um, Average speed is 89. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, it's not 90. Okay, wait, wait. Um, how about, um, how about Shadow Tucker? Okay. Okay, I swear, if it comes out Shadow Tucker about 90 miles an hour, I'll, I'll just throw my underwear out the window. Shut up! Shadow Tucker about 90 miles an hour. Yeah, once. What? No, sorry. 82. No. 82. Exactly, 82. Yeah? Okay, what about um, Umesh Yadav? Umesh Yadav, I'm not I think he both 90 miles an hour. Man, oh. You got hit for six. Yeah. What about um, what's his name? Um, yeah, who makes others? According to this, he bowls average speed of one fifty two kilometers per hour. Who is this? Umeshiyadav. Yeah, I'm leaving. One second. Are you still there? Yeah. Okay, no, okay, no, I've left. Like, I've left in the sense I've gone to, I'm going to Google right now. Bro, okay. where, where is, where is the Google on your phone? Yeah, okay. Um, Chrome. Chrome. Uh, how fast does, how fast is Umesh other? Okay. Okay, like there are some results that I probably won't say on camera because I just don't. Un- what have you been looking up, dude? Okay. Um. No, but that's his fastest ball, bro. One hundred fifty-two point uh, two. How fast is Umesh Yadav? Okay. Umesh Yadav average okay. bowling speed. He's um India's fastest bowler today with an average speed of one thirty eight point seven kilometers per hour. According to sportsshow.net. So, um, in case they do come back, um, this is technical difficulties again. This is the third time we've been shooting this, um, but um, look for. I'm looking forward to India's New Zealand match. It is basically a deciding match. It doesn't matter on anything else. If everything goes to normal, like let's say New Zealand beat Afghanistan, etc. Can you hear us? Hi, hi. Hey. Okay, okay, we won't go off again. So, yeah. Um, what? Just keep your just give your prediction yeah. quickly. So my prediction now is that, given into account three factors, how the Kookaburra does not offer doesn't offer much at all. It does, it swings for like yeah. ten meters and that's it. Yeah. Basically. Or not even maybe like five hours. It took about something like five hours, and that's it. Yeah? Given the recent history of pace bowlers and how much pace you actually need in 
in Australia. Yeah. And also, given that the weather is not going to put up for anything. And lastly, the pink ball test. That'll be cr- the think, pink ball test will be crucial? I think the first test will be a draw. The second test will be a win. The third test will be an Australia win. The fourth test will be a draw. And the fifth test will be a decider, which I think will be a draw. Redraws. So England and Australia will draw the series for one one. How? That's what I. That that that's what my head says. So telling me that my heart says that one test is definitely going to be drawn. Can I ask and how I many think... runs will Jerry and Ben Stokes have to score for us that, for that to happen? Here's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. I think Joe Root, right? Joe Root just in the last test at the Oval, yeah. He sort of screwed up. Gone a bit, yeah, Joe Root. Um, and you know, with such a break, he got out a shot. He got out a Lord Shadow. Exactly. With such a break in um, no, the Lord. With such a break in Test match cricket and everything, right? It's been about, it'll be about four months break. Yeah. Will he still have the same form? Yeah, that makes me wonder. Still have the same form. Um, but I think a key man, and I was always going to say this, you know, a key man is Zach Crawley. Because, you know, I really do think Zach Crawley, yeah, should have that spot in at number three. Down the land failed, but Zach Crawley in there. Please, I'm begging you. Yeah. Words in the media literally set at the top. They've got 200 stats in the first three innings. Yeah, three innings. Um, and I think that if they just survive 10 overs with the new ball, yeah, like, yeah. you know, Rory Burns can duck very well, yeah? I mean, I don't know. What has ducking um, got to do with this? Yeah, so we just, you know, they said this on the podcast, that this is the toughest and born podcast, and... TMS. No, it was toughest and born. That was the toughest and born podcast I went out last week. And they said that Rory Burns is so good at ducking, that He's once the Aussie bowlers get tired of bowling bounces at him every over, they'll just say that, okay, well, there's no point anymore. You know, there's no point bowling the bouncer because... That would have been good. That would have been good if Stibley was taken because if Stibley had been taken, all he had to do was block, well, block about 150. All he would have to do is block out 150, bowlers get tired, and they just wax them around. Yeah. So, I think my... Official prediction is a two-two draw in the series. Okay, so we've got two three-twos and a two-two draw. I'm gonna edit mine. I'm, there's gonna be one guaranteed draw. I mean, it's true. There's gonna be a draw. You can't like you know. I just yeah. I, and this is not gonna be because of the weather. Yeah. This is not going to be because of the weather. This is going to be because of one person on each side is going to get a big score. Yeah. And Steve Smith and Joe Rue on one, on one side. Yeah. They're both going to get a big score. And then, you know. Okay. My prediction for the first test is that Ben Stokes on the final day, um, he gets four quick wickets to start the day. Um, and he gets a fifer. 
And then he, there's a quick chase, and Ben Stokes wins the game for England. Yeah, but ben Stokes is coming back. Okay. I think on that note, it's a good time to um, end the podcast. Arian, thank you so much for having me on there. Anthony, thank you so much for having me on. My first debut podcast. How did I do on a scale of 1 to 10? I think you did pretty good. It's not like you made the podcast about 25 minutes longer. True. But, yeah, good job, man. Uh, what about, um, what were you rating me on 1 to 10, Vicky? Oh, Arian. Okay, Arian, what were you rating me on 1 to 10? 69. Well, that is like that. That's epic. That's what I was hoping for, Vicky. Oh uh, yeah, Vicky, I, I Vicky, Vicky, don't, don't don't just say don't just say like two point three or something because otherwise I'd just like I would literally. Uh, I don't know what I'll do. Seven, because that's Bilbo's number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Arian. It's been a pleasure, boys. Check Randy out. Chat to you next time. And okay. goodbye to all our viewers. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye, Arian. Bye.